0: Welcome to the County Business Talks podcast, powered by Picture Book Films. Here, we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs and business owners from across Sussex, delving into the mindsets of what makes them really tick. Welcome to another episode of the County Business Talks podcast. Uh, My guest on the podcast today is an author, and an executive mindset coach, leadership mentor, trainer, keynote speaker, elite development mentor in the professional football, education and business industry. He's worked extensively across business and elite sport, including the under England under 15 national squad, and currently at AFC Wimbledon as head of performance mindset. His book, Educating Football, has received international press and media coverage, along with global recognition. is a book for teachers, coaches, parents, and athletes around mindset, teaching, learning, but predominantly self-awareness. He is a founder of Solutions Mindset, he has appeared on Netflix documentary Sundle Until I Die, as well as being a guest on the High Performance podcast with Jake Humphreys and Damien Hughes, with over 10 million downloads. It's a podcast that really inspired me to start this podcast, and I'm truly honoured today to welcome. Steve Sellis to the pod. Thank
1: you, Sam. So, uh, people wouldn't know, we've just had a half an hour chat talking about we have so many people in common. Yeah. So coming back to share with Sussex business men and Women about my journey, having left Sussex in 1996, is is a real honour. And having been in the studio and we've just discussed the evolution of, of Brighton as a town and a city, you know, that's the yeah. evolution of people over 25 years, right? Yeah, Things really. are constantly changing and... Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, mate, listen, absolute pleasure to everyone. It really is, and um, I'm so excited
0: about this this discussion. And look, we're going to delve straight in, mate. Just listen, tell listeners a little bit about yourself and your business journey and and where it all started.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm a Brighton-born sort of custodian, and was really humbled to be. Dorothy Stringer School pupil. My dad was, was brought up in Whitehawk. My mum uh, went to Van Dien School. They met at a nightclub in Brighton um, back in <laughs> nice. the 70s. And, um, yeah, just, you know, just literally a boy called from Brighton have moved to London. And I, I moved to London 25 years ago. And I literally, when, I know you've given me these questions, but I'm just going to, things that come into my mind yeah. with this podcast today. I, I got a job uh, interview at the old Stanley Deeson School and talk about fate. And the old Stanley Decent School is not existing anymore. Mm. And then it moved to Brighton Media Arts College. And um, i done all my teaching placements in South London in these craziest schools you've ever known. Mm. Because my granddad still lived on Whitehall Estate. I thought I was a shooing for this job. And this was in 1999, my first job interview after uni. Uh-huh. And I didn't get the job. So I do think to myself, had I got that job, I would have moved back to Brighton in 1999, and mm. my life would be completely different. So, yeah, um, yeah now I'm a businessman. Obviously, I've three years in, so um, I'm really winging life out of what not to do. I think I think I've learned. I've learned yeah. how not to be a busy fool. I've learned um, there's some still short-sighted thinkers and some real silly people out there, but there's also some golden people out there who. Mm who really care about you and you know we not me type thing everyone wants to help each other out in business so yeah. that's been the best thing about it and uh, yeah not being easy though i can't lie being really lonely as well yeah okay tell me a bit more about that what do you mean as like, uh, in like uh, over the
0: like with your journey from now and and uh, over the period of different things you've done like education and stuff like that the loneliness side of it what because of the, because of your mindset,
1: where you wanted to go, what you wanted to achieve? or Yeah, the whole thing has been organic. So obviously listeners won't know me. Well, I moved from Brighton to London, went to uni um, after my failed football career at the football club at Brighton. And then I was the only footballer of my generation to have any A-levels. So when I, when I did my PE degree at Greenwich, and then and worked uh, in three crazy schools on my placements, and then ended up after that job interview at Brighton, I ended yeah. up getting a job in London about a week later. Yeah. So I've been there since 1996 now, and um, obviously loved teaching. 17 years in inner city, worked in four failing comprehensives, and I was a vice principal for nine years, which was which was one of the toughest things I've ever done in yeah. terms of strategic change. You know, making failing schools less failing schools. Um, with, with great strategy and great operation and great people. Um, and then had an opportunity to talk about, this is an important story for the parents listening, we always say teachers' jobs is to, is to change kids' lives, but an ex-pupil texted me, Sam, and said, do you know the job's going at Millwall? And I swear to God, I was never thought about going back into pro football. So in 2013, wow. um, I had an opportunity, applied for the job, was one of the academy managers at Millwall, never thought I'd get it. Because I've been out the out the game for so many years, yeah. and then '78 applied and, and I got it, and and really that was, that was the, you know that led to the England job, and that led to me leaving Millwall to start my business, yeah. uh, and then anyway the lonely bit going back to your original question is I've got in my car for 20 years at half past six to drive somewhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now on a Monday morning I don't do that, and I haven't got that camaraderie as much anymore, so that's probably why I've gone back into pro football with Wimbledon one or two days a week just to nice. get that get those friendships back. Because we, we, we spoke offline, like we said, and our,
0: what a small world football is in general. Like we, the amount of people, the connections that we've got, and we've known uh you know we've only spoke a couple of times previously, and and got to know each other over the last you know few weeks. And you go, how many people we're linked with was football? Because that that and like, like we allude, I used to play for Thamesmead. I'm still mates with people I played 12, 15 years ago, and it's it's such an amazing industry. That, Like, it's such an amazing place being in part of football when you are out of it. It's, yeah, it's it's something that you can really miss, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was at the Emirates four weeks ago, 51,000 fans, and my friends from school are texting me, going like mugging me off a bit. What are you doing there? You know, uh, playing with me, but it's been an incredible journey. And you know, the PE teacher, I suppose, eight years ago, the PE teacher, um. In me, no one knew I was apart from my local community. And you know, as a yeah, vice yeah. principal, and I came out of Heathrow last week, and Geezer come up to me and goes, "You're Steve Salas. I've read your book." So things have that. things have changed majorly. But like,
0: but where does that then for you? Like, well, I want to
1: like, come from obviously
0: a working class, background. you Said about growing up here in, in Brighton, coming from a working class background. I think your old man was he a plumber Is that right? Yeah, he yeah, still yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you said, so, but so you've come, but where does that like? For you, that sort of drive, that ambition, wh- where does that come from? Do you
1: think? In Honest to God, uh, all my all my best uni pals are all achievers, so that helps. You know, your environment helps. My big yeah. brother's a head teacher, so he's he's an achiever. A lot of my pals, Brighton boys, were non-academic people. They all gone into roofing and flooring and all sorts. Yeah. And I was bottom set at school, so that's important to know. I'm not. The irony is of this whole process. I'm not mm-hmm. an actual academic. I was put in bottom set at school. So I've been really, I've been really uh, pissed off about that. I've been angry yeah, yeah. about it. You know, being labelled, and and for the parents listening on the on the podcast again today, is you know labels are wrong. You know, labels have got to go. You know, you yeah. are top set. Well, all right, you're top set in Whitehawk, but you probably won't be top set in Wahove. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah, get yeah. a context. You know, yeah. and um, making sure we're we're aligned with um, with with behaviours. We're aligned with 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 our journeys. And I, I think the main thing is really, you know, I say my, my dad was working class. I weren't really working class because I was brought up with a very aspirational father. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and on the High Performance podcast, I said we went from a Cortina to an Escort to Sierra. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, my yeah, dad's yeah. vans went from a Sherpa to a Ford to a Merck van. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw I saw that growth. Yeah, 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 and I saw that, yeah, that upgrade. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. think that my, yeah, linking to your question again, that, 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 that aspiration of me is because I felt it and I saw it. And all I've done, really, is just is just carried that on. Like, yeah. and, and every job I've ever had, I've always enjoyed So I've never left the job. I've just, like, evolved into this next level. Like, yeah. so it's all been, you know, like, yeah, it's all been quite fluke, really. Like, the England job came around because they offered me 50 days a year. I was working a full-time job at Millwall. Millwall said I couldn't do both, um, which you think they would think it was amazing. Anyway, long story, yeah. I, won't, I won't share that <laughs> yeah. now. So then I've got to find 310 days' work a year. So that's that's the the, the evolution of the business was because I got the England job yeah, yeah. as a consultant, 50 days. I had to find 310 days' work. So wow. I woke up one day and and away I went. That was.
0: It was I guess again I'll go back to that. Like, you know we've spoke about it offline. I've heard you speak about it before. But that that, that growth mindset because that, that like to you, you look at that. Some people would have gone, I can't I can't take that opportunity because I've got to then go and find that. 310 days work somewhere. like But for you, you go, I've got to take that opportunity. I'll find another opportunity. I'll create something else. And that, that, your mindset there to go, I'm going to go and do, I can go and do that.
1: At the time, it's not like that though. It makes yeah. it look now, in hindsight, it was very smooth. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very worrying time. I've had a salary as well. I talk, I talk in my business, I talk about behaving conditioning a lot. Yeah, so yeah. we're all conditioned to behave like we behave, think like we think, know what we know, do what we do, see what we yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and therefore, I've been conditioned to wake up on a Saturday and Sunday, knowing that I've still got this thing called a salary, yeah. And okay, when you have a business, you, you you don't have that salary, yeah, And you yeah. don't have you don't have your pension. Um, and yeah. teachers' pensions are pretty good, and you lose all these things. But at the same time, yeah, I probably it probably comes across as it was in a smooth transition. But mate, it, yeah. it was, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. But at the same time, if your national football team come knocking on your door, and and you love football, and yeah. and you help in developing players, and you know, and I've got a picture in my house. You know, to prove that these players are players that I work with, and it makes me very proud. Yeah, so it should be uh, what,
0: what an amazing achievement because, like you said, being in and around football to have an opportunity like that—how can you not want to grab it and and go for it and, yeah, yeah. It and be part of?
1: I'm quite, have you got a lot of parents on this podcast?
0: Yeah, there's there's been quite a few. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Because this is something I know we sort of mentioned, uh, and and um, this is the great thing about this hopefully today is going to be slightly different from the the other podcasts that we've, we've done so far and i think because i really want to talk about the education and go back to what you said about you at school and being an academic very similar in my set really i was I, I wanted to be a footballer like most of the other kids I, you know i weren't a bad player back in the day getting up to 16 realized at 16 i weren't going to make it didn't really know what to do i've done okay at school gcses i've got reasonable gcses and stayed on the done A levels but that wasn't really a thing for me, like the academic side of it. I wasn't that great. So, and I, I, I look back now and I think to myself, like entrepreneurship. Like clearly, that's who I am. Really, I guess I've been running my own businesses for 12 years now. Some failed, some are doing okay, and I'm. But I, I love doing, working for myself and doing my own thing. But that wasn't encouraged back then, back in the day. And it is a little bit more now. But it's still, I still feel the process of edu- with education that you get tested, and if you fail that test, then you're not, you know, you're in that set, and you're seen as low, and that's not successful. Whatever. Uh, what would I'd love to hear more of your thoughts on on the education side of things, and what what do you think about?
1: It? Well, the truth is, great teachers are always timeless. So let's get that straight, you yeah. know, before I go down bashing this system. But um, great teachers existed for thousands of years, haven't they? Yeah. But I do I do call schools as you know exam factories in, in, in my book, um, and I do think they're exam factories. Lots mm. of head teachers want to change the curriculum, but they're not allowed to. Mm. Not in a rude way. We're we're run by a government at the moment which is so far away from me as a human being. Like you know, no, and yeah, I don't want to yeah, go sure. down a political political route today, but I couldn't go for a beer with some of these people because they're so far away. And I and if you put any of those politicians of any of the parties in a mainstream school in South London, they get absolutely murdered. Yeah. They, would <laughs> yeah, last, sure. they would last two hours before yeah, they got mugged yeah. off and laughed out of the room. So I think we've got, a, we've got a level of society at the moment which is not even lower class, it's sort of almost this underclass, where we've got third generation unemployment, right? Yeah, so yeah. we've got dad who's not had a job and granddad who's not had a job and great granddad who's not had a job. Yeah. So we're now how do we break that cycle? So we break that cycle with a, with a system which is more bespoke and more unique and. More cutting edge, and there are some schools that are doing that. There are yeah. changing the curriculums. You know, some schools doing hair and beauty now at, at Key Stage three, you know, yeah, year yeah. seven, eight, and nine. Um, so that's that's been great. Um, but there's still this arrogance of education, and and I think people's perception of the word education. If we look at the word education, most people's um, perception of that word is to this place called school. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right. So
1: therefore, you're like you said earlier, you're either defined by your brainy or you're not brainy by what you do at sixteen. Yeah. And I said this in my book, my mate James Morris, who's, who's a Brighton flora, you'll like this, he was the brightest lad in our class, and he used to whisper all the history answers because he didn't have the confidence to shout out in class, but I did have the confidence. But he had all the answers, and I was just pretending that I had the answers. <laughs> now, he went and did A-levels, and he sacked his A-levels off because he weren't happy, but n- now he's a flora. My point, I know that James knows that he's intelligent, but what about all those people that are walking around Brighton now or Sussex or anywhere around the world that are assuming they're not intelligent because this place called school labelled them that you're either brainy or you're not brainy, or yeah, what yeah. you did at fucking pardon my friend sixteen. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. that's just weird. Like so anyway, I have to share this final bit because it is in my head and I don't want to forget. My super strength is the ability to to love learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And that's a weird thing to weird weird concept, right? I don't love school, but I love learning. Yeah, yeah. And what that learning has done, and what that passion for learning has done. It's upskilled me at such a level of research where if someone says to me, Steve, I'm not having that, well okay, no problem. If you're not having what, what I'm saying, you can't argue with my research methodology. Because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. working with some top-end corporates and academics yeah, that yeah. want to challenge my opinions. Yeah. But at the same time, I think my experiences and I don't like the word, and this is for younger people listening on the, on, on the pod, Right, I get really pissed off they ain't got the experience. What, what a bullshit term, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about they haven't got the experiences? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Because you yeah. can be an experienced person, but be involved in the same industry, in the same building for 30 years, but actually talk absolute crap, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you've got experience, but it's the wrong experience. Yeah. So I think we've got to be really rounded in the modern world that we look at young people and invest in their experiences yeah. and how that can add value to, to a workplace. Yeah.
0: And I think, like, then, but do, do you think that there is a shift? Do you think there is, that uh, things are starting to change? Like, I guess more, look, more people like you that have been in the education system and are able to, to implement change or, or say that these things start, start as a vice principal. I remember going back to, I went to the worst school in the borough back in Dagenham, went to Robert Clarence. My, my history A level teacher at the time, Mr. Grant, he took over. Um, the year we left, so we come out as the worst school in the borough. He went in and completely ta- that. Is now the best school in the borough? What like, and he turned that around. So the the impact, like you said, there's a, the power and the impact that some teachers and some people can have in there is is phenomenal. But what the I guess the point I'm trying to get at is like, do, do you think that with with the way the education system is, it, it's just until things change at the top government that it's always gonna just continue how we are? Or do you think there is a little bit of a shift at the moment? It's, it?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, there's three things here. Character, caliber, debate. What's more important, someone's character or their caliber? Mm. In the UK, we're, we're obsessed with, with caliber. Mm. You know, oh, you've got that degree, but there's educated people that are not intelligent and intelligent people that are not educated. You know, if, yeah, if, yeah. If, 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 if everyone who had a teaching degree like actually looked at themselves, so we, you talked about my work around self-awareness. I know every single person listening to this call right now, they had a teacher that changed their life,
0: mm-hmm. and had
1: a teacher that was shit. Yeah. I know it, because yeah. I know enough about teaching, I know enough about life. Yeah. How mad is it, Sam, that the teacher who's changing lives has got exactly the same qualification as the one that's shit? Yeah. Right, and they get paid exactly the same amount of money. And that is, morally and ethically fundamentally wrong now yeah. you could argue that's a subjective statement around good teachers or bad teachers but let's just yeah. be sensible about this and generically there are teachers out there that are sacking it off, there's yeah. doctors out there that are sacking it off, yeah. there's pro licensed football coaches out there that's sacking it off yeah. there's architects that are sacking it off, there's PhDs that are sacking it off because yeah. they haven't got the character to go and be a grafter yeah. so therefore we've oh, got to yeah. be really mindful and careful as parents and as educators to say like what what actually are we trying to do what are we trying to grow yeah. you know Bristol uni had 12 suicides in 2019 you know so we've got a Russell Group University one of the top unis and this is not about being negative towards Bristol because it's not about them but these young people are killing themselves because mummy and daddy potentially have said you've got to go to uni and do this and what hold on no 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 uh, let's go and let's go and look at your kids super strengths what are they brilliant at and what can they go and get paid for and make it as yeah. simple as that uh, you know what, I love I love it. So if, this is where I think we, uh, I'm,
0: I'm guessing we quite agree on. So for me, I look at, if my kids come to me and want to wanna become a solicitor, want to become a doctor, they've got to go to university to get them qualifications to go. That's the only way, path to, for them to get that. If they come to me and say, I want to go uni because I don't know really what I want to do and I just want to go and get a, a degree for whatever... I'd, I'd much rather them come to me and go, Dad, I've got this idea, or this is what I love doing. I'm, I'm going to go and travel the world. I'm going to do this, whatever. Just a different type. I would encourage that just as much as I would, like, because I think I go back to when I, well, I'm i 42, I go back, you know, 25 years. It, it was the case of, look, the, the mindset was you go to university. There was only two people out, my wife being one of them, when I had a year, went to university about a year. The rest, you go and get a job and you'll be there for 20, 30, like, that was never gonna be me. That would be my worst nightmare. Mm. So for me, I'm looking at, I love the fact that you're saying about with with kids, just what are your strengths? What do you love doing? And that's the path you're gonna take, not it's got to be that you go to university and get a job then for the rest of your life doing, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah, but the the school curriculum doesn't allow that flexibility and that, that freedom. I mean, I have to give um, the listeners access to someone called Howard Gardner, who wrote a book in the 1970s called Multiple Intelligences. Yeah. So, when I talk to you about my research, I'm not saying this to sound like a knob, I'm saying it because it really adds value to people's toolbox. And Howard Gardner talked about, wrote this book, you know, 60 years old, and it's like, it's before its time.
0: Yeah.
1: And he broke down intelligences into non academic intelligence, and one of them was, was intrapersonal intelligence. So, the intelligence to have a great relationship with yourself. Right, now mm-hmm. how many people in the world have a truly great relationship with themselves? Mm-hmm. Me and you mentioned a little bit off air about our own mental health, you know, ours is uh, it's good yeah. and it's bad, it's ups yeah. and it's downs, and I've, I'm someone that's definitely suffered with, with anxiety all my life on and off. So always having to manage my, my mental health. And um, he also discusses interpersonal intelligence, so your intelligence to be great with people. You don't get a GC in that, do you? Yeah, you don't yeah. get a GC in entrepreneurialism. A GC in leadership doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unless we create a curriculum which is designed to suit the kids rather than the other way around, yeah. then we're still, you know, um, you know, if you do what you always do, then you get what you've always got. So yeah. that we're, in that, we're in that headspace. But yeah. the irony is, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to batter uni's ear, the worst place to learn scientifically, the worst way to learn is by being spoken at, a lecture. but universities are the top people in the world apparently educating people I know we're on a pod and you can't see me (laughs) call those lecture theatres yeah now why don't they just rephrase them and change their language and call them learning theatres
0: yeah
1: so, language is such a, you know, derogatory and a powerful and a negative and a positive. Yeah. You know, so if we know le- that, that if you get lectured that you're not going to learn, that's the least way to learn. You'll retain the least amount of information. Yeah. But then the top people in the world are still calling them the same names. Where are we at? And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. The, listen, that's the type of thinking I'm talking about. It's just everyone's just got to change the game. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, mate. That's, yeah. Okay. Fascinating. Look, I want to, we're talking about behaviors and stuff like that. And we, we mentioned we've gone through sort of, a lot of people listen entrepreneurs business owners people I've had on the pod and stuff like that but we talk about challenges and failures I'm keen to I've heard you talk about it before and I'm really keen for you to share it with, the, with the listeners now but what's your relationship with failure um talk to me about some of the challenges you faced and uh, over the years and and maybe failed at and i guess looking back at, at even at the football side of things right at the start like maybe how would you bounce back from that what's your mindset around
1: well i think when you play sport you get beat so many times that you you learn some subconsciously and unconsciously to lose mm. um, i'm working with lots of adults that have never been involved in the team environment so that's right. not derogatory to them but we work with people and then we assume that group dynamics in a workplace or in an office are going to be really good but mm. then we've got people who have never been involved in a team environment at 45 years old And then we assume that they're just going to be really good at a we-not-me process and being really, you know, team-orientated. So that's the first thing. I mean, failure, I mean, what have I learned about failure? The first year of business, I was getting, you know, mugged off people left, right, and centre, and it used to really affect me because I was quite sensitive because why why would people not want my services? And the irony is my knowledge and my toolbox now, not in the rude ways, is that the same as it was three years ago? But now I've been on a few important podcasts, people seem to want my time. Yeah. so there was a premiership rugby club that, that I haven't wanted my services and then something happens and then they want my services so yeah. I've learned that there's a bit of bullshit about your life because you yeah. need to just understand that some people just think you're more important because you're more important but yeah. the, the failure thing I've, I've really yeah I've had some really tough times you know gone for 25 jobs and not got on yeah. um, got asked one Premier League club asked me to go and apply for the job and apply for the job and still didn't get the job so you know, I've had like, I've yeah, had all yeah, those yeah, stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've
0: felt my but, but Jesus It's wh- that, that, obviously there, then there's that just, there's that resilience that's inside you that just goes, oh, I'm still good. Like, you got I'll Yeah, but that. you
1: gotta, I think, I think again, because my, I've had so, m- like, listen, this sounds, this is, you know, like, I specialist. You know what I specialist is? Do you know what an eye specialist is? No. Yeah, someone that says, oh, I did this and I did that. So right, yeah, okay. I okay. don't want to come across as an ice specialist. Yeah. But I d- like, I've had so many, I've taught 40,000 kids. Right, yeah, yeah. and 40,000 kids, not in a rugby, a lot of them pretty dysfunctional kids. And I've made them like all our staff, all the people, teaching assistants, everyone has made them better people. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a lot of experiences of success. So the reason I back myself professionally is because I've got stuff in the no, bank God, for yeah, 25 yeah. years, which gives me the confidence to go, oh, I'll walk in with an England player, I'll walk in with a really unable kid that can't speak English. I, I still know I'm going to help him because I've got. A, a a toolbox of skills and knowledge to be able to articulate that and apply it and 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 amazing. help
0: amazing but uh, okay then let me ask you this then what about uh f- failure for kids like do we do, do you think we allow them to fail enough like i've look at my i've got like i said i've got twins of six and i, I helicopter parent and i'm not certainly not that thing but the, you, you want to protect them so you go oh you don't don't do that but it's, I, want, I guess the point I'm getting at is that it's okay to fail. I don't think there's, a, there's like I've failed a lot more than I've succeeded in life, I know that, yeah. but it's okay to fail and make them mistakes and then learn from them as long as you learn from them. It's got to be about an experience, surely. Like. Yeah.
1: Self-talk is huge for kids. So I love my one-liners, right? There's no failure, there's only feedback. Right? And I can recite these now, but I'm reciting them to share them, really. Yeah. You never lose, you either win or learn. Everybody knows more than somebody. Yeah. You know, so if we can upskill young people with this, this toolbox of knowledge, these toolbox yeah. of one-liners, but they're not one-liners, are they? They're, they're good self-talk yeah. to upskill you on, on understanding that. I, I've got a concept in my book called uh, Prove or Improve. And one of my yeah. biggest regrets is not sharing that properly in the book, I'm writing it more in my new book. But um, now what's more important, this is a question not an answer, to prove yourself or to improve yourself? Now, again, the problem with failing and succeeding is this place called school defines people's mindsets for life, whether they're brainy or not brainy, by this exam called this thing called school. Yeah. But we know that when you get out into the real world, that that's not always the case. So, that balance between proving yourself and feeling good and improving yourself is a fine balance, isn't it? Yeah. But that, therefore, people's understanding and perception of failure, you know, I'll give you an example here. Here's a question if the word fail didn't exist, yeah. Just say that that, yeah, yeah, that yeah, word yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. What word do we use? Exactly. Right. But yeah. my point is, we get so sucked into this yeah, word. You're right. You're right. And that f- that word is quite final. So you mentioned the growth mindset stuff, like yeah, yeah. Carol Dweck, who who I've read for thirty years now. She 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 pr- proved in a science laboratory that effort leads to success. So she proved that your brain neurology changes yeah. when you try hard, but we don't teach that to kids. Yeah. So, I just, uh,
0: what's fascinating is, is, I know that, listening to you talk and listening to the certain things you're saying, there's, there's so much, and I, I do just think that a, a shift and a change from within, the, within this school environment will change the mindsets and set kids up for just a a better, better life ahead yeah. of them, if we can, and it's again, just a lot of it is to the language we use and, and how we communicate uh, yeah. that to them.
1: And I mean, I've, I've created a, a school pathway called the High Performance Pathway, so I do a lot of work in schools, and I've got another project called My Future Self. So the My Future Self project is, is will your future self thank you for decisions you make today? So, yeah. I'm in a great position, because I can go in and share with the kids my journey and who the people that I help, you know, yeah. and, um, not talk to them like a teacher, tell them how it is and yeah. you know, give them love, of course, but also tell them straight, you know, what teachers can't always do. So that's hit 40,000 kids, 50,000 kids in the last sort of 18 months, even with COVID, wow. it's been wow. amazing. But since the High Performance Podcast, I've created a High Performance Pathway, which is like a, a 12 to 15 hour program on, on basically all the stuff I do in my corporate businesses. Yeah. Right? And I'm giving it to 15, 16 year olds. Um, wow. and, and tomorrow I'm in Eastbourne tomorrow at Cavendish, uh, sorry, Cavendish, at St. Catherine's Academy, and I sent them a WhatsApp, and uh, they've got some hard to reach uh, boys there, but we're doing it with a twist tomorrow. I've said to the boys, if you don't want to come to my sessions, you don't have to come to my sessions. So no kid tomorrow is being forced to see me for two hour slots, they have to yeah. choose. And I mean this genuinely because I can't help anyone that don't want me out. Yeah. So, anyway, out of 32 kids that were on the list, 31 I've chosen. So, I think oh. again that uh, you know kids are always getting told what to do. And I'm really yeah. chuffed that the head teacher there at uh, St. Catharines has, has gone and gone, Yeah, well, I'm up for that. Let's, let's innovate this a little bit
0: Cause that's, and that's but that's where change comes from innovation. People go out and doing the f- giving that power because, like, ultimately. Even this leads us quite nicely into the next bit about we're, talking, we're going to talk about culture and stuff. But even that, from a from a business, from a leader as a as a business owner, you create a culture at But how, how you how you talk to your staff, how you get them to believe in what you're doing and, and giving them. I think over the last eighteen months or two years, I think you speak to a lot of. Business owners, entrepreneurs, and they who have gone, like, we've all got to work from home. There's an archaic way of going, same with schools, in the sense, but the way of thinking, especially in professional services, nine to five, you come in and work nine to five. And that, and I know if you're sitting in front of me, you're doing the work. That person ain't, ain't doing as much. Work. If you, but if you give them that responsibility, you give them that, that opportunity, you say, right, you work from home, I trust you to do. If they work at eight o'clock in the morning, finish at three, and then they start again and they answer an email at seven o'clock at night, if they're productive and doing that job for you, because you've given that, that little bit of extra responsibility, surely that's got to be a better way of doing it. In the same, I guess, alluding to what you've said there, even just giving people responsibility and accountability, and that they will make the right choice. No.
1: Yeah, but people just don't. People are so short term, and you know, poor leaders often they have not got a relationship, good relationship with themselves. Yeah. So we need to know that, you know, and people going home and their whole personal lives are being wrecked because of this thing called work. Because their boss is a bit of a bully or a narcissist or, yeah. you know, or sociopath or passive aggressive. These behaviours to me are so obvious. Yeah. Like I'll give you example. When 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 we did the deal about about me coming down to see you today, I don't have to tell you fifteen hundred times that I'll be here on 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 the fourth of November. I'll be here. Now, the hard thing for you maybe because you don't know me whether I'll be here or not. But if I'm not here, then for the rest of your life you're just going to think he's a blagger. Yeah. So there's there's always a short term short termism yeah. to to leadership, and I and I think. Like leading, leading is quite an interesting uh, concept. Like, here we go then. I'm, I'm, uh, you're. Here we go. You're the boss, and you're telling me what to do, right? So, Sam, the boss, is telling Steve. Steve, can you go and get that done? Now, you're telling me because you want it done. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah So I yeah. can get that done. Get that done, yeah, right? So yeah. that's what that's what hierarchy does. Yeah. Get that done. Yeah. But the meaning of true influence is Steve, who's receiving that from Sam, has to want to do it when yeah. you tell me. Yeah. So if we yeah. flip that round, do this, do that, no problem. But that person receiving that has got to want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. So if we don't get that want from yeah. the receiver, yeah, we're stuffed. Yeah. And then,
0: and I guess then, and like I said, this does really lead us into the so, so. let's let's talk about then. Let's talk about culture. And because look, it's, it's f- football. The analogy between uh, women, uh, the culture you create uh, uh, in a football team similar to what you would in a business in that sort of sense. So how you how, how do you create a space where you where people want to be and want to do that and want to be, but believe in you as a leader as an individual? What is it that you can do as a as business owners as people listen to this as business owners entrepreneurs people running that what, what, from your experience with cultures within football especially how can what stuff can you advise on that
1: yeah, I prefer to talk about the workplace because I think that the people listening to this will relate to that yeah, yeah, more. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. football and business are the same by the way so yeah. first thing is an expert hires an expert so you're in charge you've got to go and get people that are, are, are telling you what to do yeah yeah alright so as a vice principal now i apply it I will try and apply this I've got middle middle leaders maths, English, science, history whatever I don't know anything about those subjects but I do know about how I lead about those subjects so I need those experts below me in the hierarchy. and I'm yeah. doing that with tongue-in-cheek language, that they uh, they tell me what to do. So that's the first thing, because yeah. you need you need you need you need to go and get people that that, that are more so employ, skilled. Employ people who are better than you. Yeah, you in that niche, actually, in their in yeah. their niche skills. Secondly, you need people that are on the culture bush. whether they're born or made. I don't know. I think people are. I think there's a mixture in in my world. If they're not, if they're not born and they have to be made, then you need a great CPD program. A lot of companies that I talk to, bosses are just like trying to do everything. They're trying to train their staff. Like, no, no, you just focus on on your business, and I will focus on developing your people. Yeah. Right? And, and too many bosses are getting too sucked in, and it's false economy. You know, like pay me six, seven times a year. Like that time that I'm doing that. Like, not only do your staff get a different voice, right, but you get that time to build your business. Yeah, yeah. So there's not a lot of, there's a lot of pride sometimes with, with business leaders. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then the final thing is, I suppose, in my book, I've got a chapter called No Dickheads. So, you know, no dickheads is no dickheads. Don't yeah, yeah. get anyone near me that's any negative energy at all. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that you can't feel sad or feel vulnerable. They're different things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're genuinely, you know, uh, an energizer or you're genuinely a de-energizer, yeah. you know, then people in the building need to think about it. Yeah. I would have all these all these one-liners on the walls in an office, I would have. I would, yeah, because yeah, it just it can be a little bit playful and can be yeah. a little bit light. You know, uh, so an energizer and a de-energizer, in schools I used to call them happy hoovers or happy hair dryers, the year yeah. sevens, you know, a bit light. You're know, blowing you yeah. out love or you're sucking it up. Yeah. So loads of work around self-awareness, loads of work around we not me, loads of work around you know, how we build high performance. Yeah. But but the priorities, bread and butter, you know, brilliant basics. You know, I call it the plus one effect a little bit. Like, plus one effect means do more than you have to at yep. work, but you know when to go home to.
0: Yeah, okay. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I like that. The the, the no dickheads. There's a guy I know, he's in a, um, he runs a creative agency in, in Crawley, um, a guy called Matt Turner, he, he's a good friend of mine. And he, he, on his wall, they've got no dickheads. Yeah. And he said, and he, he stands by that, and he goes, I won't employ dickheads, and I won't. Clients won't be dickheads, and I won't surround myself with them type of and, and I think, like you look at anger, fair play. You know what I mean? And, that, and, that, and that's ultimately we're doing it. You say about that, like the whole you know, mood hoovers and people, because we are ultimately you want to you surround yourself by. I, I'd like to think and I am. And people would describe me as a positive person. I generally got a smile on my face, and I go I'm about doing my thing. So you go, uh, I, I want to surround myself with people that are like that that you feed off, and you go you know, like, but. how does that then because obviously everyone in a in an environment within a workplace can't all can't you are going to have different characters aren't they but do do you have everyone buying into the same? You've got to have that strong culture that everyone buys into.
1: Yeah, I think it's a bit more subtle than that. I think you know if we, I I mean, I, I don't do any psychometric testing. I think that's a load of nonsense think people nicking a living at doing that sort of stuff. Right. I'll tell you why, we're not a thing, we're not a label, you know, we're, we're an organi- organism and we grow and we evolve like a little little, little, little bit like a river really. Yeah. We keep me moving and some of my methodology is so much more detailed than a psychometric test. And the problem with psychometric testing is, is are, are the people self-aware enough to even get the questions right? To yeah. so then be labeled that you're a color, you're a label, you're a number. Anyway, I'm being a bit bit sarcastic there, a bit tongue-in-cheek, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. not for me. It's, there's so many more things that you can do to develop people, understanding people's personalities in, in a lot more softer, subtle ways. You know, um, introverts, 30, 40% of the working working world, so you've yeah, yeah. got to be respectful that not everyone's going to be an extrovert, and, yeah. and, and as we know, introverts actually, statistically, are better listeners, yeah. um, and they they actually have more consistency as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, getting getting that, that Uh, sophisticated detailed recruitment process right to get you know it's a bit like a game of chess isn't it you need the right places a big game of football you need the right people doing the right skills and and, and, and actually the key to any high performance is emotional intelligence and therefore understanding that um, you know if we have misalignment then we are okay if we've got emotional intelligence, but yeah. the problem with having misalignment with someone with low emotional intelligence is that they start becoming confrontational. So yeah. we've got to have just sensible people saying sensible things every day. Yeah. And if everyone says sensible things every day at work, then the business is probably gonna be successful, aren't they? Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Brilliant, okay.
0: Um, let, let, let's, so we, 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 it's been great because I've, we, I love it. I've sort of seen some obviously initial questions, and it's been great. That we've got, been able to go back in and 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 come a little bit off piece and go around, the, like we've, we've delved into the obviously education side of, of stuff. I think I do just want to go back a little bit, I guess, to the to the advice, that like, just to listeners, our parents, uh, and and stuff like that, and some advice that you'd be able to give to to back to the kids about developing that strong mindset from a from a young age. Just
1: then you. Stop being obsessed with proving yourself. You know, oh my kid, you know my kid's got top set of maths. Well yeah, they're top set of maths at, let's say Dorothy Stringer, but they wouldn't be top set at Brighton College. Yeah, yeah. So there's always a context to everything. Yeah, so yeah. the reason we have to focus on improving rather than proving is that proving is just this dangerous place. Yeah, yeah. You know, things like, I got eight out of 10 in my maths test, and then you say to your kid, all right, what did you get right? And they go, I don't know. What'd you get wrong? Dunno, got eight out of 10. <laughs> okay. you know this obsession with yeah. this label of success yeah. parents on the side on sunday mornings are desperate for their kids to win and then there's that really wise parent who stands in the corner that's probably been involved in youth development that doesn't care whether they win or they lose they just want their kid to enjoy and learn and grow and then you know you win you win 5-0 but then your the team that you're playing against the rubbish and then, really, you want your kid to be really successful and play the highest level they can, but then we, you know, winning 5-0 is not going to make you better, is it? Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you need to be challenged at the right level. So yeah. I call it stress and safety on a bit of a scale. One end we've got yeah, stress, yeah. one end we've got safety. That, that balance between stress and safety is a fine line for your kids. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, main thing is, 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 is super strengths what are you good at, what are you good at, and then an understanding that, that, that failure and normalising failure. I said that on the yeah, high yeah, performance, it, yeah, and I, yeah. just normalising but, it. Yeah. Having conversations about failure. You know, and also parents' reaction. What, what If a kid falls over in a park, what, what do most parents do? can pick them up. Yeah, then. but they normally panic as well. Just don't do anything, see what happens. Yeah. And I'm not being that to be cruel. I'm just saying that. To ah, just, but you're, you're just, right. look,
0: I'm, I'm I'm with you because I've look, I've been there.
1: I've been, I've been I've been like
0: one of them fall over and you run over yeah, straight away, yeah, you, yeah. or you go like you, you want to protect. But you're right. It's, it's again. I guess it's back to like, like we've touched on it. already, but you go back to allowing them to fall and, and fall over and, and and hurt themselves and how they deal with that? And because that, that is then. You go back to that helicopter parenting so like if you are over there and you're always stopping them from doing I oh, no, don't don't do that, you might fall and hurt yourself. Let them fall and hurt themselves and then they learn that they're well, oh, I'm not gonna do it right. again.
1: There's some statistics when I taught P E that if you put mats at the top of the upper, at the bottom of the apparatus on the floor, they're more likely to fall off. If you don't put mats, they're less likely to fall off. Yeah. All right, so there we go, There's a bit of social science for you, a bit random, <laughs> <Yeah>. isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, just yeah, I said this on the high performance one again kid comes to you and says mum, mum, dad I'm, I'm really struggling with X and Y and most parents just don't want to fix it just say yeah. to your kid I'm really sorry that you feel like that go upstairs and write five things about five possible solutions and come and see me in 24 hours if you found any solution to this problem I love you, I'll see you in a bit
0: wow, wow yeah I love that because I, I, I I'm, I'm trying. I want to. I want to build like the kids up. I want. I want to. I want to build these kids to be resilient. I want them to go out there and and I want them to look at life like an opportunity and not be. I don't. The last thing I want is them to fear failure. 100%. Go out and try things. I'd rather you try things and and it not work no. out and then you come to me but go, it's a
1: parent's reaction isn't it yeah, you yeah. know that metaphor about the kid falling over yeah, yeah of course if your kid falls over it's like upsetting yeah, yeah, but it's the reaction of the parents most yeah. parents evenings I've been to like I mean like, I'm just talking at the parent and the parent's talking at me like no 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 parents evenings should be called pupil evenings yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean like so parents just interrupting their kid all the time yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, oh yeah, the amount of parents I've had to say, can you just let your kid finish his sentence, please? Well, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: And I guess, it, again, touch on a point you made again, at, at different levels as well, it's all about, ultimately it's just about communication, isn't it, from, from whether it is a teacher to a pupil, or whether it's a father to a, a son or daughter, or whatever it is, or a leader to their members of staff, that level of communication and how you communicate that, language we use, terms
1: we use, them type of things we've all, we've all got to be mindful of if we've got yeah of course which is why which is why literacy is so important mm. you know and if I won't have time today to talk about emotional literacy but with literacy you have speaking and listening you have reading and writing and you have communication yeah. um, so people who have got more words are able to articulate themselves articulate themselves in a better way because they've got more choice about the words they use yeah. and therefore you get a lot of angry people from yeah. childhood. Yeah. and they go into teenage years, and they're angry, and they get to adulthood, and they're angry, because they haven't got the words to be able to articulate how they feel yeah. right? in times of stress. So, coaching and teaching, and this is why reading's so important, because what reading does is upskill your children to be able to be more yeah. articulate, hopefully. Yeah. But the key, the next level, is the emotional literacy, rather than just traditional educational literacy, you know? Yeah, brilliant,
0: brilliant. okay. Mate, look, I want to sort of coming towards the end, before we do sort of some quick-fire questions,
1: I want to. I Tell me, what what's the future hold for you, mate? When I read that question, it's the only question that stood out to me, not in the rude way, there was a lot of questions on there, but that was one stood out to me. I say the same thing every time. Future is um, contentment, zero minimising stress, um, building new friendships, sustaining current friendships, staying fit and healthy, um, being grateful, you know, and, yeah. and really... Not one of those answers was linked to the word business, was it? Yeah. I, and I don't so that wasn't deliberate, by the way. No, that, no. that was just the the automatic answer. Um, business growth's really important, I'm o- organic. I, I'm rushed, I'm, I'm flustered at the moment, I'm overwhelmed because I'm successful and then I get more successful and people might think that's a dream. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, I hate it because I don't know what to do. do I? I've never done this before. Yeah. What i mean but it's a, uh, i've but never then, done this before then
0: talk to me about that's interesting cause then, well, that, then with different levels of success and whatever that looks like but what yeah. is, what is it like, but yeah but it's all about the narrative isn't it that we, we are we the, the narrative of what we think success is so this is and like i said i think we spoke about this little bit offline. but like for me uh my up until i was 40 my the mass, my narrative around success was financial wealth i once i've built a business that i can tell or i've made a few quid that is my, I, yeah. I'm successful. Like, so I was, I guess in a way, I was money motivated. I'm, I'm gonna be successful when I've got to this point in life I've reached this destination and I've made loads of money. That's gonna be where I'm at my home. And I went for, and then I got to 40, and I wasn't anywhere near that. And I wasn't financially secure, so in my head I was like, I really, I went through a really dark time. At like 40 yeah. I was very low and I went for, I'm not successful. I, I, and I looked all around and then, all I've done was change the narrative in my brain of what success looks Because I look round, and like you just mentioned about relationships and friends, and, and I've got pals who would who I've known since I went to school who would walk over hot coals for me. I'd do the same for them. My brother's my best mate. I've got lovely wife, beautiful kids, lovely family, surrounded by people within the business community who are, who are not just business associates, but good friends, you know. Actually, that's quite, a success. Like, for me, I then went, I've experienced loving all these forms, and I've then achieved, so if I died tomorrow, there would be an element of success, and I guess i would just changed in my head what the narrative of success looked like, I guess.
1: Yeah, but that's linking to prove or improving, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you know, when you were 40, you're so obsessed with, I've got to prove that I'm next yeah, to this. Yeah, 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 And I think that, you Now sometimes I'd probably need to pinch myself a little bit, but, Nothing changes, I'm still that bloke, with the same strengths and vulnerabilities and and successes and failures. And nothing changes, because it's all about my internal dialogue. And I've said to you off air, my internal dialogue this week ain't been great. You know, I've had a bit of a rough week. But what what are the controllables? The controllables are reaching out, the controllables are sharing, the controllables are, for me, staying off booze, because I'm not a big drinker, but booze don't do you any good, eating well stand in the gym, now they're the yeah, controllables yeah, yeah. for me to, to feel within myself all right, yeah, yeah. you know. And the hard thing at the moment for me is is that everyone always wants my energy and sometimes Sam, I can't be fucked. Yeah, yeah. And And I'm not saying that because I can't be fucked, I'm saying that because I've given a lot to a lot of people for a lot of time and I'm cool doing it and yeah. I love doing it, but yeah. sometimes my level of self-care needs to improve.
0: I think that's really, that's, that's really, because self-care is such a, something I, again, I don't really, for myself, I, I've started this podcast, one, because I love a chat, as you know. I love, I'm inspired and listening to, to, to people like yourself, and I think, but like, ultimately it's a little bit of therapy for me, it's like an education for me. Yeah, good. Like listening to people and advice, and I think like that, that is, thank you for sharing that, but I think like, is that that self care is something that I I work a lot of hours I uh, still juggle and look, make sure I spend time with the family and with the kids and because all them things I try and spin all these plates I don't take that much time for myself personally and and I, not, it's interesting to to listen to you talk about because I guess with all the things that you got going on as well and with like and the, like you said with success then more success comes what jump into a little bit about just like work life balance for you like what does that
1: Look, look like do you do yeah you, do you I'm te- I'm glad te- you've asked me this problem with my job is i've got to be 10 out of 10 every time i meet someone don't i know yeah. i That's can't i can't float in and be a 6 out of 10 sit behind the office and buying the laptop and crack on yeah. you know so when i was a school teacher i had my 10 out of 10 days but if you're 6 out of 10 you've got so many 10s in the bank and 9s in the bank and 8s in the bank that you're all right with people yeah. now people employ me and i've got to be the absolute governor every time i walk in and that isn't easy a lot of pressure you know, mate this is where the pressure comes from the pressure yeah. has been crippling at times for me and that's when I said to you about organic growth because I don't know what I want to look like I don't, yeah. I don't I certainly don't want to be I certainly don't want to be a Tony Robbins I couldn't think of anything worse yeah. you know I couldn't think honestly I couldn't think of anything worse there's something yeah. in me that just wants to be under the radar happy yeah. yes earning money now because I haven't earned any money being a teacher so I want to pay for a mortgage, and I've got a flat, and i in London, and I don't want to live in a flat in London when I'm 50. Yeah. You know, I want to have a house with a garden. I think I deserve to have a house with a yeah, garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in an area that I want to live in. London yeah. is ridiculously expensive, yeah. but, but again, I, I, I'm, I'm always learning about what I want. I definitely don't want to be overworked. Like when I'm overworked, it is that is stress dot com. That is, yeah, yeah. that is something. It's not it, good for anyone, is it? Like, that's no, but it's it. problem. But people keep wanting my time, and then, I, then I I'm thinking, well. Yeah, uh, let me just apply this for everyone. This, this is a great way to end. When I was a school teacher, I knew the pinch points. I knew parents' evenings. I knew weekends. I knew where my half term was. When yeah. to slow down. I knew all of the pinch points. When you're at a football club, I know my pinch point is going to be middle to end of the week with training to get the the, the, the team set up for Saturday. And yeah. it's and believe it or not, I got work on a Saturday. People think it'd be amazing, but when you're in professional football, it ain't amazing because you need to win. Because if you don't win, you don't keep your job. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I care about our manager and all the backroom team in a major way as friends. So we're having a bit of a tricky time at the moment. So, yeah, you know, yeah. we've got a game again, the FA Cup this week. So we've got to get a result and um, take the pressure off a little bit. But at the same time, is um, yeah, that that, that, that balance is, is is really difficult. And, yeah, the, the, yeah the, in summary, really, the, the 10 out of 10 sort of analogy is the hardest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You know, it is. It really is. Mate, listen. I
0: could I could chat to you for ages. Honestly, I'm so grateful for you coming on today. And your time has been been absolutely brilliant. Um, look, I'll finish uh, for a couple of quick fire questions. As, as I sort of mentioned, I just want to, from very business. Mate, I ask everyone this one, so I just want to go. What what advice would you give to a young person, entrepreneur, someone wanting to start their own business?
1: Mm, respect loneliness. Be prepared for it. Super strengths. Um, some people that yeah be yourself, but you got you got to have a, you've got to have a an ounce to open doors. I uh, yeah the reason I say that I've been really crap uh, asking for favors, yeah, yeah. shocking. And ask for my networks unbelievable. And i haven't asked for any favors, so I asked why for, is that? Uh, just that, firstly I haven't in a weird way I haven't really needed to because the work's been coming in. Yeah, yeah. But when the work's dried up a little bit, I haven't still haven't asked for favors. I've just probably been a busy fool. So instead of picking up the phone and just going, do you know Sam? Do you know any businesses that might require my skills? Yeah. I haven't done honestly, I swear to God, I haven't done that once.
0: But you you see, like,
1: what I get from you, look,
0: you, you didn't know me. We we spoke. I re- I reached out to you, I LinkedIn, you sent me your number, you took the time out to to bring me. I told you what I was trying to do with this, be really grateful you come on. And you look, you're here now with me. You to you I reached out to you, you want and it seems like you want to give, 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 and help people, but you, you're not, you not, you don't, do you feel you don't need to ask for help? Because you no, it's not that, or no, it's it not that, it's a blockage. It's a blockage. Because people would, like, I, I think, like, you know, if you
1: did call me and say, Sam, look, these are the type of coming in, yeah. I know them people, yeah, 100% yeah, yeah. I would want to help it's, it. it's, it's, and I, think, I think it's a teacher in me, mate, I can't, yeah. I can't describe it. Yeah, you know, and, that, and we talked off air about money. Money, yeah. money's more important to me now but it's never been important to me because when you go into teaching, you uh, you know what you're earning. Everyone knows what they're earning in teaching. Yeah, 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 sure. So therefore, money is definitely not your motivator, and people your motivator. Yeah. So I'm now in that transition of now I have a business to earn this thing called money, which apparently this thing called money then makes you happy, and yeah. it don't make you happy, does it?
0: Yeah,
1: No. Don't give a shit no. what anyone says. No, no. This no, thing that we all work really hard for, called money. Like, what's that all about? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's, you know what? It's fascinating. There's a there's a podcast I listen to, and yeah, it's a bit of a game changer for me. It's like one I listen to called Diary of a CEO, Stephen Bart. Stephen Barley, yeah, yeah, really interesting. He done one recently with a guy called Mo Galdat. I don't know if you heard of him. He done. Um, he was chief business officer at Google X, um, multi millionaire. Pr- done trading on the side, printing money. Not happy. Son died at 21, um, and completely changed his life. And he's wrote a book called Soul for Happy. Fascinating, but listen to that. That podcast is absolutely gold. I've been saying that people listen to it because he, he basically tried to create this theory around happiness and what that looks like. Um, and because he said, I, I, I was at this point in life where I had 16 cars of Rolls Royce Phantom in the garage, massive mansion, blah blah blah, wasn't happy, and then all of a sudden his son died at 21, who was just this happy soul, and he was. Contacted by loads of people that his son had gone round and touched over the uh, over his twenty one years on the planet, and yeah. it was a routine operation that he died from, and he was just went and like yeah. it just oh, oh he just so he's now spreading the word of happiness and how that looks mm. and what what you should do, and and the one thing it's not is money, and it's that's not
1: what makes people happy, and mm. that's where happiness lies. I'm lucky like that though, yeah, and I think it's because I was a teacher, I think, really? yeah, I think, yeah, you know work work every day. Yeah, yeah. for this human being yeah, 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 yeah. give your life to this human being yeah, yeah, yeah. and I know it sounds obvious but actually I haven't really thought about it that much only recently when people said to me about business and this question that you're me yeah, like well no no I'll give I'll get up every day to give to these people yeah. and it don't matter how much I give much or little I'm doing it without a power note in, ever in my mind Mad, isn't it that's really? amazing, though. That's selfless, though, as well. Like, that, like, there's the, obviously, you get stuff out, you
0: are rewarding that scene. You do get paid to a degree of it, but, but you, that is not what motivates you. That's what I mean. That's the point I'm making about you. What I think quite is that you're just gone,
1: I'm, I'm going to, I
0: want to help people.
1: Yeah, but loads of people just, like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think look the, the t- business is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: teachers, you t- know, listen, great teachers change lives, shit teachers ruin lives. Yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, mate, it's. Like I say,
0: fascinating. And look, you talk about that with, with Peter. I think you're right. There is people out there that will, people genuinely want to. Look, you took a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, Gary Peters. Like, when I shut the business in. Um, in 2013 one of the first people on the phone to me going, "Let's go and have a beer and talk about yeah, yeah. I can help." Do you know what I mean? Pe- people do want to support and boo people. There are good people
1: out there that want to help. He'll love him. that he got mentioned, and I'm gutted we've mentioned him. I can edit that out. He, uh, oh, yeah. it out. <laughs> but he is for everyone to know. He is my oldest friend. So yeah. we went to primary school together, and. um What's so funny about our lives is obviously you've come from London to Brighton and I've gone from Brighton to London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in sure. that middle gap, we've got a million connections. So yeah, that, that just goes to... So, yeah, so Swap. when you ask that question about what would you advise a young entrepreneur, never, ever, ever burn bridges. Yeah, love that. Love that. Right, last
0: one, mate. We're going to wrap up. Is gonna, uh, give me three traits you think a, a person needs to be a good
1: business person. Subject needs. knowledge. Like my dad's a plumber, got an hour to plumb houses, haven't you? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You
1: know what I mean, hairdresser, got an hour to cut hair, <laughs> yeah. teacher, got an hour to teach. Yeah, yeah, right, remind me of the question again. So, three three traits that uh, I okay. think a person needs to be subject aware. knowledge, uh, if you're going to be X factor good, passion, look at Jurgen Klopp, great yeah. subject knowledge, great passion, and knowing when to have humility, amazing. Mate, what a great way to finish.
0: What can I say? I'm look, really grateful for you coming cheers, on. It's mate. been absolutely brilliant. And um, look, it's going to be a, what a great way to round up the, the, the end of my first series and yeah. uh, doing a podcast and having you as a guest. So, mate, thanks very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah,
1: cheers. Thanks for having me. And um, I really hope the listeners get a lot out of it. Cheers, bro. Sure they will. Top man. Thanks.
0: And that is a wrap.